from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Professor Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, Americus. Hey, Barbara. So, um, you know, this week is the first uh, week of classes. Oh, it certainly is. So you've already started teaching, correct? I've started looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in that moment of preparation. So one of the things that I was really interested in was that I love the energy of, this, of the, the humanness. Yeah. The students are back. There's so much energy in the campus, walking around the backpacks, all the conversations. And I was thinking back to uh, earlier last week where you and I did a panel where we talked about our new course, which is oh, being sponsored by Wharton Executive Education. Yep. On Metaverse in the New Economy. Right. And uh, I was, you know what I was really thinking about, Barbara, was this idea of... And you know, we had a thousand, over a th thousand... Thank you very much. That's how popular we are, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Lots of people checking out, checking out the new course. It's uh, available online. Uh, and uh, I was just kind of contemplating, Barbara, the idea of like all the human energy and how different the metaverse is of all of this expression that happens now in this other world. And so, you know, it'd be cool to kind of talk about some of the issues that are associated with kind of the juxtaposition of the real world, the digital world. We, we got anything yeah. on this very innovative you know show that allows us to do that. What do you think? Well, first of all, we have us. Okay. Because we <laughs> are teaching a course, yeah. damn it. Yes, we, we have are a course. great experts in it. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting. Before I get to whether we do have somebody, it is interesting because having our students back on campus, because last couple of years we've Zoomed in and we've <laughs> hybrided in and stuff, and now we're going fully, fully in person. Fully. And for me, there's nothing like nothing that. Nothing like it. But all this activity about the metaverse and certainly our digital natives, you know, young market, marketing customers yes. are into that. Into it. So it would be really interesting to have experts come on the show mm -hmm. and tell us about the metaverse and how they might be making money or building customer value mm. or doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And given that, we decided to do a full hour Ooh. on marketing in the metaverse. Wow. And we're specifically going to focus on the somewhat controversial piece of it, mm. Which is whether or not it makes sense to buy real estate in the metaverse. Uh, real estate in the metaverse. This is interesting. That's an interesting mm -hmm. idea, right? So in our show, we I mean, in our course, mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about different ways to build brand, right. to build customer experience. Right. We've also talked about selling digital products that would translate to a physical product or mm -hmm. maybe just be a digital product. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And that kind of makes sense. That makes sense. Don't you think? I think that makes a lot of sense. However, real estate. <laughs> real estate. Wait, wait a second. I gotta wrap my head around this because this exactly. is this is very interesting. It's like there's going to be something that you can actually buy, and there, you know, presumably, Barbara, there'll be different valuations around this type of real estate, quote, digital real estate you can buy. Is that the premise? Yeah, that's the premise, and we do have some real experts who are going to talk about it. So we have. Tommaso uh, De Bartolo, who's here with us now. Hello, mm -hmm. Tommaso. Hi there. How are you? Guys? Oh, there. We can hear doing you. Doing very well. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? So he's one doing of the great. leading minds in the Web3 space. So mm -hmm. he's going to tell us from an industry point of view. And then later on in the show, we have Janine Urio, who's the CEO of Every Realm. And she's one of the most 
active players in the metaverse ecosystem. And nice. then we have a third one, mm -hmm. Harish Lotikar, mm -hmm. who's the co-founder and CEO of Superworld, which is an augmented Ooh. reality in AR virtual AR, world. Nice. So we've got like some really cool people who definitely believe in the value of real estate in the metaverse. But before we talk to you, Tommaso, let's talk Let's hear from Mark Cuban. Yeah, this is interesting, Barbara, because you know this is not without controversy, like you said. And some of the same valuation principles that uh, are driven by the physics of an actual geographic reality don't exist in the metaverse. And so there are the, the question that you raised, Barbara, earlier about how can people, how can there be different valuations of this stuff that has... Um, I guess infinite supply, and apparently Mark Cuban has blown up the Ethernet yes. because he is—he feels very strongly about this. And in fact, here's a short clip reacting to what he feels is the negative aspect of the Internet, real estate, and the metaverse. The worst part is people are fucking buying real estate in these places. I mean, that's just the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> the dumbest, dumbest did I say it was dumb? No, that's not strong enough. Super meta, immaculately dumb. You know, it's just like if, you know, it's not even as good as a URL or, you know, an ENS, Be, you know, because there's unlimited volumes that you can create. Now, after you create a community, not before, but after you create a community, then you can find places, depending on how that community works, that can have perceived value because of access or whatever, right? But beforehand, based off of a traditional real estate model, dumbest motherfucking shit. Okay, <laughs> Tommaso. So we understand you're one of the leading minds yes. in this yes. space. Yes, so Mark Cuban is a billionaire, Tommaso. Is he full of shit himself? Please tell. Please help us understand. Give us some nuance around this very, very interesting controversy. So first of all, thank you so much. And uh, <laughs> thanks also for expressing the leading. I'm not sure if I'm the leading, but let me add two sentences on how I got into oh, good. Tell the us metaverse. That. My, my, my most recent book is Navigating the Metaverse, which I had the pleasure to co-author with Kathy Hackle and also uh, Dirk Lute, one of the co-founders of Upland, which actually is a metaverse that is in the real estate mm. business. Right? Okay. I'm a an entrepreneur. <laughs> with four startups. And by the way, dear peers, I, I teach also Metaverse at UC Berkeley, so nice. that connects us. So right. hence um, now, the word you. leading mind, by yes. the way. <laughs> so we weren't far uh, off I'm humble, so. I'm, I'm humble. We didn't I'm just humble. make that right. up. <laughs> That's right, we didn't dream it up. <laughs> so, so, so going back to what I just heard, right, I think that context is everything, and we need to put it into context, right? If you just hear, you know, it's dumb, the question is for what purpose is mm. actually uh, the real estate of value, right? And we need to zoom out a second, right? And when I say zoom out a second, if we, as, if we start reflecting about where in which age is the metaverse in general, in, we are at the early adoption phase, right? It's really early, early adoption. Right. We, we have not crossed the chasm at all. And like every other uh, early adoption phase, cloud computing, mobile, the internet itself, right? You have a certain way of starting out and the way that the, the metaverse in this current version, the 0.1 version, mm -hmm. the embryo version started out, is to serve game, gamers, right, or crypto aficionados that okay. could buy unique digital assets. Mm -hmm. And you have a series of unique digital assets, also called NFTs. And within those digital assets, you have a subcategory that is also 
real estate. So it's a different for. Okay, wait, wait. Let me just unbundle all the stuff you just Mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. So you used a lot of words that American Sign recognized, which is like crossing the chasm. In fact, you teach a whole course on that, right? Yep, that's right. Yes. So so it's this notion of the early innovators, early adopters are very different from the people who later on come on. And there's a big chasm between those early people and those late people. Uh, And you market very differently to the two groups. And you hope that the first group will kind of do word of mouth to spread it to the second group, and eventually they're adopted. So that's true in any innovation. So what you're right. suggesting now is that the early adopters of this particular, I like what you called it, 0.01 or whatever you said. <laughs> so it's Web 3.001, whatever, right? Is that <laughs> what? That's a version right there. <laughs> that's right. right. So right. like, describe to us a little, in a little bit more clearly, or just more description, what those early adopters are doing now and why you think it's a different game when you're marketing mm. to mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. What's different about oh. them? Well, early adopters are, are have attributes uh, out of curiosity, right? They're more connected with this with this new realm of the new technology, in this case, the metaverse, right? And the specific actually attributes that the early adopters have in the metaverse is to achieve ownership. Because as we all know, right, the metaverse, at least the decentralized metaverses, are on this technology called blockchain. And, and blockchain allows traceability. And with traceability, you have for the very first time ownership right so let's zoom out a second again right blockchain allows for you to be to have something traceable because it's traceable you can own it pillar number two and because you can own it you can now sell it right and there are metaverses out there a series of metaverses or let's call it even more precisely gamified or games okay mm-hmm. that are based on uh, a blockchain so this, that's the, that therefore they become a decentralized application that offer um, uh, for you to buy uh, land. And the question still remains, why? So let's bring this into context, right? So I, I, I agree and I disagree um, with what Mark Cuban said, because I agree on the fact that he said, if you only buy land without any purpose or objective, what you're doing is you're speculating on mm. buying a unique uh, digital asset, an NFT, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually it might or might not increase its yield as a new asset class. Is this intelligent question mark? That's definitely a risk factor there. Mm-hmm. So, but where I don't agree mm-hmm. is that you actually leverage those lands or those those uh, real estate in order for you, attention, to create experience. Uh, well, wait, so, let me let me so back up what he said. Actually, that even further supports the way you're building it. He said right. at some point it could have value, but you have to create the community first. Mm-hmm. In some sense, you're saying you are tapping into an existing community already because there's already these people who are playing around in that. Is, is that right or no? Well, uh, within the, 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 the six, seven, let's say major uh, gamified, the digital application that we call today as metaverses, right? And you see, I break it down because in my point of view, that is not what the metaverse is. But let's call them for a second, the metaverses decentral application, right? You definitely tap in into a early small community of crypto aficionados. Mm-hmm. Yes, you might be benefiting from 
if you buy also land in there, that out of curiosity, they might pass by your location and they might basically then get access to your location. Similar to what happens in the real world, right? But I definitely agree that you need first to build a community. And in order for you to build a community, you need to have a mission. In order for have a mission, you need to solve a problem, right? Mm. It hasn't actually changed anything between Web 2 and Web 3. So build your community. Community is mission-oriented. And then invite your community to experience you in those metaverses. So in Web 1, we were saying, visit our website, www. Uh. On Web <laughs> 2, we are saying, follow us on social media. And yes. in Web 3, we are going to say, experience us in. Uh, the oh, that's okay. interesting. Okay. That's interesting. Right? Now, what I would like to challenge us all to, to, to reflect upon, right, that in phase 01, the, fair, the current phase that we are in of the decentralized application on a, on, 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 uh, on a blockchain that's uh, land, right, is uh, do we still need in the future in order to build experiences, meaning a gathering of people around a, a specific topic, do we need to access a walled garden mm. in order for us to experience this experience or because everything is decentralized and maybe also augmented, do we have actually the chance to access mini verses, right? Not, not walled garden metaverses, right, right? right? Imagine the three of us create something that is augmented and because around a specific topic, let's, I think we connected in the same topic of metaverse and education. And we launched basically the three of us, a mini-verse, right? Where we start inviting like-minded peers. Mm -hmm. Now, is this on a specific ground? Is this on a specific uh, uh, land that we bought? No, we didn't because we leapfrogged basically here the innovation. We said we didn't start out by first buying into land, but we created the experience first. Oh, right. Right? That's where I see, well, that's oh, where that's I see actually... Um, some of the, the investment that I've done uh, going towards. Right. Okay, so let me, it's, it, this is still complicated to me. So what you're saying is if we did this together, we would create an experience, and that's not selling quote-unquote real estate because we're selling the experience and the ability for anybody to come in and join us. And then you contrasted that with this notion of a wa walled metaverse, right? Which I guess is quote unquote the real estate model. But I don't know yeah. exactly what a walled well, right. a walled yeah. metaverse means. You need like to buy an NFT or get on the blockchain or pay something to get in entry into that. Is that what that means? Then, let me give you the one, two, three simplicity. Yeah, of yeah, one, two, three. Is, that's right? not it. <laughs> right. So, so step one, you, you you join with an email and password. Step two, you are within a closed environment, uh, also called World Garden, right? And then step three, you buy in there something that is that is basically portrayed as land, right? Uh, okay. so Port portrayed as land. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you do have to pay something or do something to get, as opposed to this free entry into the community or experience. Let me reintroduce right. you. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with Americus Reed. This is Marketing Matters. And today we're joined by Tommaso De Bartolo, who's the co-author, as he mentioned, of Navigating the Metaverse. And if you would like to ask Tommaso, who's a leading mind in Web 3.0000126, whatever number <laughs> we're on now, or any right. of us a That's question right. throughout today's show, please feel free to call yeah. us at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866 as we continue to talk about what it means to buy real estate in the metaverse. And more specifically, Barbara, listeners, I'm actually interested in talking to some of you who may have some of this real estate. So if, you are, if you've done this transaction, if you are 
out there and you've partaken in this this world of real estate in the miniverse or the metaverse, et cetera, we'd love to hear <laughs> we'd love to hear your reactions to what Tommaso and others have been talking about, Mark Cuban and others, eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. But go ahead, Barbara. No, let's let's just continue with our learning about it from one, two, three. You want to learn about it? Sure, I do, I do. <laughs> See, I, but you did you touched on something that's interesting, Tomasa, which is that I, I'm still trying to get this idea. Maybe the real estate's the, actually the wrong word that's being used. Is that part of the problem here? Because when you say real estate, you immediately think of something that has physical constraints, that has demand, that has you know pricing and value based on not just you know, what gets experienced or built. But physically, like if you go out to Manhattan to buy some land, if there's nothing on it, you're still going to pay a lot of money compared to buying, a, you know, a plot of land that has nothing on it in Iowa. So like, can you help us again map on this representation of what is the, how, do, what determines, how, do this, how does this price get set in these walled gardens yeah. and this valuation? Could you help us understand that? I definitely like more the world the word digital properties, right? And and uh, within those those uh, I like metaverses, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. So, so it's it's a, it's a nice it's, you know calm. No, because property digital has properties has a lot of different meanings. Right. It, it doesn't just mean land. It means right. property exactly. or ownership. Ownership, which was his original exactly. important yeah. premise, yeah. right? Exactly. So it's it's exactly conveying the two things, right? Now, once once you once you basically go into these digital properties and and you assess who is actually uh, making available and selling those digital properties, you have mainly right now two different categories of uh, metaverses out there. You have you have on one hand you have uh, the uh, category of fantasy lands, right? So you go into those environments and you do not. Uh, recognize anything because it's science fiction it's made up right mm -hmm. uh, the the plots the lands the properties are called something like you know the fashion uh, area right or the design uh, area mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and then there is the other extreme which is mirroring planet earth right so right. when you go in there you do actually recognize Things, yeah, right. right. Back to Some of the restaurants and things are doing something like that, where they're recreating right. their physical environment, but in the metaverse. Exactly, exactly, right. And and, and so to respond to your um, uh, original question is, well, how do you actually approach the, 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 the marketing or how do you find the brand in those metaverses, right? In those that represent planet Earth, right? You could basically go in those locations, okay? Now, the question is, are those locations available so the supply and demand as an economy mm. right as a gamified mechanic within those digital environments mm -hmm. is what is fundamentally creating the wants for those digital assets right so at the end of the day uh, in, in 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 terms of web3 uh, uh, definition it's called the tokenomics am i allowed to buy a land in San Francisco, question number one, is San Francisco available, mm -hmm. right? Yes mm -hmm. or no? Mm -hmm. Who else is there? In what location specifically is this land available? And then obviously, what is the density of uh, the community that is already there for you to buy into that, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, last but not least, what is the goal? Why should I buy it? Do I buy it just for speculative, right? Speculations, and I say, this is another asset class and I diversify my portfolio and I invest there? Or am I a brand and I actually would like to invite my community to experience mm -hmm. me in mm -hmm. the metaverse, right? And then right. I need to create an experience in this metaverse, right. right? And fundamentally for this experience or for me to have the experience in the metaverse, 
the platforms, the decentralized application platforms that allow you to buy the land, they must help you, they must provide you, dear brand, support for you to build experiences. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. So let me let me follow up on that. Let's say I want to buy San Francisco, whatever you're talking about, you know, like that. And I understand the blockchain will allow me to have some digital ownership. But what kind of regulation or laws are there to make somebody not just copy? Why doesn't like a lot of people sell San Francisco? Right. Right. Why why is it? Exactly. Exactly. And the other question behind that, uh, Tommaso, is the idea that what Barbara's talking about, which is in my mind as well, like would it is it possible to the regular uh, regulatory question to create something and say I'm just going to price people out of this just, you know like a you know like a high end super high end luxury so metaverse experience so only certain come. people can come who's going to stop that from happening what are your thoughts on these two issues uh, well let's start with the last one because my brain is not on a blockchain so I tend to forget things <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so, so so first of all when you build those environments right Again, at the center of those environments, you have an economy, a supply and demand of digital assets. In order for the economy to work, you need to satisfy who? The community, the people. So if you start basically not aligning with the community, mm. the interests of the community, you might be able to sell the one or the other thing, but then you won't be basically lasting long, right? So it's all about community, community, and alignment with the community in order for the economy to become sustainable mm. okay mm-hmm. over a period of time what was the first question so the first one that? is what mm-hmm. protects you right so you're saying you because i think that was part of mark cuban's idea um criticism was that it was infinite in some sense so you're selling me space in san francisco or whatever you know like you made that up but why can't somebody else come in and copy and then sell me san francisco 2.0 or 2 or something like that like what's the regulation what's the trademarking right. what's all of that right do we have that kind of rules yet right protection i mean the best the best way to that i like to compare it is right um imagine the three of us would like to start a business an online business right so we come up with a name and the first thing that we all do regardless on how we are going to deploy and implement and activate users is to reserve a website a www i don't know dot com or dot x right right so so what is what i want to say with that is i compare web2 you started out your project by having a domain, which then basically allowed your target audience to visit and be informed about what you were doing. In Web3, because you are not informing two-dimensional, but you're creating an experience, what you want to have is land. So that's the reason why I like to compare actually the URL with the land, because in the future, you're going to build something in there that your potential target audience is going to visit you, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, does it mean that you have only one decentralized application that is offering you uh, Chestnut Street in San Francisco? Not at all. Now, is it simple for any entrepreneur to rebuild and create a supply and demand of an economy uh, in order to attract others? It's a challenge on its own, right? It's not impossible, right? So there is not really a competitive a, 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 a regulation there that limits other entrepreneurs to do. Actually, we're going to see a bunch of uh, a new uh, metaverse or next gen metaverse, yeah. right? And I have my my. I want to pause here, but I have my 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 perspective on what the next generation of oh, metaverses are actually are going to be. 
Oh, gosh. You know, we're out of time, but uh, we got to hear this, so you got to come back, because this <laughs> this idea is not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Whatever more, visit www. I'm kidding. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I was going to say to you, Tommaso. Thank it. you for joining yeah. us, and tell our listeners where they can go to hear more. Yeah, TommasoDeBartolo.com sounds like a red wine, but it's not. So more than <laughs> All right. Well, Let's thank see. you for getting us started on this hour into the metaverse. And just to help listeners out, TommasoDeBartolo.com is T-O-M-M-A-S-O-D-I-B-A-R-T-O-L-O.com. Because he's got a lot of wisdom that he's sharing with us. So go check him out on the web. Big topic. Yeah, absolutely. We thank you very much. We appreciate you, Tommaso. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short break. This is Marketing Matters Business Radio, Sirius X. 